Welcome back to season four of the Salt and Shadows podcast. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. This season, we will be focusing on the topic of discerning your spirit. We're bringing back our original format and we'll be discussing topics that have come up in our own observations, like how to know who to trust, when not to trust, how to tell the difference, and how to ensure you are protected and supported. We hope you will find guidance, food for thought, and relatable laughter in our episodes as we gather to begin another safe passage into discovering the unique creature you are. We're back. Yes, we are. This is exciting. It's we've been, been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this. We've been told others have been waiting for this. Yeah. We... What an honor. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We haven't recorded a solo one-on-one episode since December of 2021, so it's literally been almost a year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. I It was enjoyable to look back, to hear, listen back for a second and be like, wait, where were we? We were just getting into the studio. We were landing and... Yeah. Yeah, after fall yeah. and during winter... We just sat down and did like a little rewind of where we were at and kind of walked through the year. And it's, it's kind of crazy how many portals we have been through this year in different happenings. (laughs) But you reminded me that we usually have an icebreaker question and people love this. I love it. (laughs) That's why I asked you to come up with it. And you secretively just wrote it down. I want to know. I did. And it was so, it's a simple one. Of course. It's just to get us back in this place of, yeah, having fun. Okay. Doing conversation. Great. Okay, I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm ready. What is your favorite breakfast food? Are you serious? (laughs) Absolutely serious. I love breakfast. (laughs) I love brunch. Same. (sighs) I'd rather go to breakfast. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. At a destination, then go somewhere for dinner. Yeah. That's a personal... Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one for me. That's a really tough one for me. It depends. Yeah. I guess. I, I very much enjoy both, but I love brunch. And I say brunch, but it's like, I love breakfast food, not at the crack of dawn. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. That's all that means for that's, me. I think that's definitely part of our generation, too, just like... Why get up early when you can get up later and eat <laughs> uh, and make a party out of it? Your go-to? Is that what the question is? What's your go-to? What's your favorite? Oh, your favorite? Yeah. I'm going to go with Eggs Benedict. Like, I just love oh Eggs Benedict. God. Especially from Portage Bay in Seattle. Portage Bay Cafe. They're like a crab. The, yeah. The fresh cra- Dungeness crab Eggs Benedict. Yeah. Yum. Okay, so same. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Usually, if I go to a restaurant that, that seems like they know what they're doing, that's what I will get for breakfast because it's like one of those test breakfasts for me. If you can do that right, you can probably do everything else right too. So, yes. And, oh my goodness, there is a restaurant in Seattle, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. I think it's off of 88th. And it's in an old house that they remodeled into a restaurant. Okay. I think it has wild in the name, hmm. but I can't remember what it's called. But 
they do things so well there and it's so good and that's one of my favorite places to go for benedict yep wow yeah and i'll try to find it and maybe we can put it in the show notes too so that if people are interested but yeah there's some really great brunch places yeah we'd love to know what yours are especially local to the pacific northwest feel free to reach out to us and let us know yes please well, do we want to just dive into the seasons then and where we've been? Start with how la- this last winter, January, December, January, March, February. I can, I know what the months are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, it's when, been a year. It's been a year. It's been a year in it's, more than one way. So, it's yeah. Interesting. It's like when I look back. In a lot of ways, I forget 2021. Like 2021 was a year that was just like. I barely remember. Yeah. So there's a time warp happening post um, Panini time. (laughs) Everyone says that now. Yeah. I like that. I don't know if it's because if you say pandemic or mention COVID, your podcast gets flagged for proper information from the government. You know, that's probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. That's okay. We're not scared to talk. (laughs) Just say the names. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... 2021 definitely feels like a blur. I think we were still in the process of knowing what we want to build together. Mm. And we were just on the precipice of finding our studio. Yeah, that was still... We found our studio just about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it came together in September. So what was alive for you? What, What came alive for you last winter then? Which is December, January, February. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. So we were building our vision of what we want to do here in our studio. We had just started um, calling in community to practice in moon circles with us. Mm -hmm. It was just getting to a point where people were just starting to come back together. Um, And we were just forming that vision. And I believe just following intuitively what that was going to look like and just trusting that the world was going to open a little bit more and Mm -hmm. a little bit more and it did and it was getting to that place and we were also really feeling into community we're in this place now where we have a a physical place where people can meet up with us and people can gather with us. And so now we want to get to know who is in our community and who do we share this space with. And we did interviews in our podcast for that. Once we were familiar with a few makers in our area, we did interviews with them for season three, and that was really beautiful. Um, There was still... A lot of darkness we were kind of wading through and so I think that coming together and sharing those stories was a really beautiful way of getting through some of that darkness coming out of the darkness of like being... of all being all being stuck kind of stuck inside all yeah. of that type of thing that yeah. we were dealing with since 2020 yeah yeah um, <clears throat> and In a lot of ways, I think both in winter and in spring, I personally was still working through a lot of um, the built up trauma and frustration from those last few years of Mm -hmm. just knowing how to 
rebuild a routine, how to navigate certain things and um, just kind of keep some foundation under my family and under Mm -hmm. myself during that time. Yeah, I think that was a lot of what my work was then. Yeah, thanks for also just reminding us both of what we were doing at that time because I remember being really excited coming into 2022 especially because when we got the studio it really like we were excited to have the space and to have a space to hold container safe safe container for others but it hadn't I don't think it really dawned on us until 2022 was really here that we were like oh my god we have a space that people can gather and that that's what people need and want more than anything right now so our New moon ceremonies have really been an amazing anchor, I'd say, for both of us and for our business, Salt and Shadow Studio, this year. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really been a beautiful place of community where people that during those few years were discovering different things about themselves and perhaps growing in different ways and wanting to connect with themselves deeper and nature deeper and cycles and seasons there was now a place for that and i feel really really honored that we were given that opportunity in that timing because we could appropriately prepare for what people were looking for as the world was opening back up yeah it's been an honor to hold that space we've had a lot of students that come every single month and that have told us now that this make has made such a big impact in their own life. So we're excited to continue on with it. The, those are definitely something that's coming in the new year. Highly recommend that. Well, when does this episode drop? Um, we're going to have like, we just, we in, in our full moon newsletter of November, which is at the be- coming out, came out beginning of November. Um, we just have a lot of really a lot of awesome specials for offerings that are coming in the new year but we do want to offer we're going to offer a discounted package for the new moon ceremonies so if you think that you may come to everyone or you're interested um there will just be a little bit of a discount for that so you can keep your eyes peeled Mm. um yeah as far as myself with last winter um it was definitely a time of deep self-awareness I also started sinking deeper into a class called self-awareness for social justice with one of my teachers I've been working with for a couple years now and it just yeah that self-awareness and kind of turned into this reclamation of self and really going back into myself and just recognizing where my values are and that with this new awareness also starting to tune into my own patterns and tendencies and um which is can be extremely uncomfortable um and with that something that was that i was really dove into head first last winter was again shifting my relationship with cannabis and this has been a journey, a roller coaster journey that I've talked on and off about for so many years. And it used to be such a bigger shadow for me. And now I just own it. And I recognize that it's going to be an on again, off again. Like not everything is just quick cold turkey. And especially when it comes to dealing with, I don't necessarily want to say straight out addiction, but addictive tendencies, which are very much alive within my own lineage. So that was really the seat of what I was in 
at the beginning of this year. And there, it was just, this whole year has been an extremely deep spiritual growth space for me. That's just where I'm at personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about shifting into the springtime? What kind of, do you recall? I think it was still very similar for me in that space of, um, coming into a place where the world was becoming more open and knowing how to navigate that, knowing how to um, stay within my wheelhouse, so to speak. And mm, Yeah, we've had a lot of conversations about that this yeah, year. Yeah, really just continuing to know how to acclimate to um, coming back into the world and back into the energy of the collective and um, with there just being so much... Um, uprising and um, difference of opinion amongst so many different people. Especially where we live. Exactly. Um, And knowing how to navigate that being empaths and working with energy um, so as not to become overwhelmed when we are once again exposed to those things. And um, I've really just been honoring myself and what that looks like and doing it slowly because that's what I felt needed to happen is not just a shift into, okay, now things can go back. It was a shift into who am I now? How do I feel about things now? How do I respond to how others feel about things now? Um, And still remain in a place where I can be aware, but still hold my center still hold my peace and not come home and be carrying it with me throughout the day and dwelling on those things because that's literally the skills we've been working on accumulating at this time a a greater awareness of how the world's energy affects us and brings about response from us it's been a time of really deepening into our shadow work and become re- becoming responsible yeah. for the energy that we carry. Yeah. And being aligned with your integrity, being able to be called in. Yeah. And just like have those hard conversations. Yeah. And also being available, especially for my children. Yeah. During that time and their questions and mm. what they're observing. Um yeah, it takes a lot of awareness and energetic protection mm-hmm. is another thing that I've really been working on because I did recognize so much of how it was affecting me and how um, maybe I didn't really notice the necessity of it as much before. And I think the last few years really opened my eyes to how necessary it is to really be energetically protected and aware yeah, that's funny that you're mentioning that because I feel like that's something that's very much alive for me right now, which I will can definitely circle back to when I get to this season for myself. Yeah. But I love hearing that that's what was alive for you last spring. I feel like that that's when it awakened, and yeah. I've kind of been carrying it with me since then through the seasons as well. I feel like right. it's something that's been prompted and yeah. is part of awareness for myself now. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. What does that look like or mean to you, energetic protection? Um, really holding 
my boundaries well on what I'm available for. Mm-hmm. Taking into consideration how important stillness and meditation is for me because that was something I got away from. I think it was the um, the feeling of stagnancy of being at home so much. Um, sitting still amongst that stagnancy mm. felt really difficult for me, whereas that's usually the place that empowers me and, mm. and helps me feel connected. It was, it was harder during that time for me to want to connect because I already felt so antsy. I remember in my that, energy. actually. Yeah. yeah. And it by no means helped me that I was taking on that feeling, but I also had to honor it. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Whenever it comes to my personal practice, when I'm feeling resistance, I really try to honor that. And instead of force myself to succumb to whatever it is I'm trying to do, I give myself space Mm -hmm. so that I can just kind of like feel into what it is that's coming up for me. And approach it for what it is instead of something I'm treating as if it shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I gave myself is space and time. But that space and time also, in its own beautiful way. You say with a, with a little grain of salt in the back of your mouth. Yes. In the way that medicine typically happens to do for us is it left me feeling less equipped Mm. to handle some of these things that I was going through as well. So that was part of a lesson for me in in knowing and understanding how to maintain that balance of give myself space, honor what I'm feeling and what's coming up, but also don't completely avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um. Which is find a way to return back to it and circle back to it because that is the step that I kind of avoided and mm-hmm. resisted because I didn't like what was happening and none of us liked what was happening around us, mm-hmm. right? And that was just kind of my resistance in that moment of what I could do, what I could control, but in the end really wasn't helping. Mm-hmm. And um, the summer caught me off guard and kind of knocked me off my feet because of that. Ah, yeah. Well, we'll get to the summer in a second. But yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I feel that way too a little bit with the the winter. I get this vision coming to me of like you're planting seeds, you know, and you're really like gestating in that darkness. And then when the springtime comes, it's like, ooh, everything is starting to spring up. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're recognizing like, wait, but this is like different growth. But you still have like a familiar landscape. And so it's like trying to learn how to grow a new plant and a new seed and cultivated in a different way while still having to navigate the familiarity of what has been before. And that's like rewiring the paths and the, yeah, it's definitely a shakeup. I've never really fully thought about spring as a shakeup season, honestly, but yeah. 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 It is though, isn't it? Just kind of like everything's shaking itself loose, shaking off the, yeah, like, the old tired energy of winter and it's waking up. Yeah. 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 The springtime for me, March, April, May, that was my birthday, uh, both of our birthdays, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this was a really, my birthday is always a huge, uh, 
pivotal points in my life. Like some just, I really, I love birthdays. I love honoring birthdays. Like it's just something really exciting to celebrate. And I just had this huge fucking shift in my life around my birthday this year. And I'll save the specific stories maybe for another time. But I, the big lesson for me is that I realized that I have been living like I don't know if I've even said this before but this was like the big bop on the head for me is that I have been living my life externally in one way everyone knows me in this way I'm a spiritual person you know I'm I'm connected to spirit I have this eclectic background all of these things and realizing that I didn't fully accept myself in that journey I had Ooh. I had my own internal doubts, my own internal judgments. Like I realizing it wasn't coming from other people; it's coming from me. Oh yeah. And then recognizing too my own tendency to project, and that when I'm like they're thinking this, it's like hold on, I don't know that. I'm making an assumption. Do I feel that way? Fuck yes, <laughs> yes, it's me. And that also really shifted my dating dynamic I'll share because I realized that I was only pursuing people that I would never actually let in on a deeper level Mm. and I was like oh fuck I was on a road trip I was driving and (laughs) I love the car thoughts um and that was just I was like oh my fuck that was big it was really big and I think kind of like you're saying that was kind of like the shake up and the precipice for really the rest of the year Mm -hmm. and I'm still riding that wave a little bit but it feels so good to have recognized that and to now be like I'm this is who I am but still still of course I will also share it's it can be challenging to navigate really what to share from like the personal depths of my own spiritual journey and also just holding this space as a life coach right you know because right. there there's a lot of intricacies and things in that and so it's been a wild ride that's just like all I can really say about that season yeah yeah I think in a lot of ways I expected this year to be more peaceful more um <laughs> free flowing it certainly flowed <laughs> in reality it was probably the the hardest personal <clears throat> year of the last several years for me yeah and um i don't know exactly why that is maybe it's just um something i've considered is that during those last few years, I just kind of hunkered down um, and did what I needed to do to maintain Mm -hmm. some sort of continuance um, in routine as best as I could. And with having kids at school, at home, you know, there there was just a lot of of differences that I tried to shift into. And then I think this year I was recovering from who I had to become during that time. Right. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and it was a process. It was a hell of a process and also going deeper into 
who I felt I had to become as well. Yeah. Oh, that's a really beautiful way to say that. There was a lot of remembrance this year for Mm. me. Yeah, I feel like 2020 was like backslide. We're all fucking triggered. We've all got to look at some motherfucking shit. Like that was big. Everybody's everybody's up in arms. Right. Yeah, everybody's triggered. Yes, yes. Yes. Activated. Lots of activation. And then 2021, it's like, oh, we're getting back into the world. Like, what the fuck is this? This is weird. But we're not also. Yeah, we're not. But and it's It's just limbo. Yeah. And then I feel like 2022 is like, okay, we're here. And we're not going to put up with the same bullshit. Who have I grown into? How do I be this bitch? And we're like fiery and we want to be stable. And then we're like, holy shit, this is a rocky new foundation. Absolutely. It's a foundation that's just beginning right. to and form. Exactly. And we're trying to take off and from this place. And we just keep kind of like stumbling like, and tripping yeah. and falling out. Yeah. And I want to put a hand like on our little shoulders and just be like, babe, you're not taking off on this runway. No, we got more foundation to build here. Like quit trying to take off and just be in this. Like, yes, you're, you've grown into a badass bitch. I'm proud of you for who you are and you're in it. This is like, we got to give ourselves Mm. time transit, transit, transitory, transitional space to integrate. And that, especially after an entire year of a world lockdown, it's going to take more than a year to integrate out of that space. And I think yeah. that's really a really bitter pill to swallow f- yeah. for our culture. And I think this whole process of the last few years has been an awakening and understanding that we're not just an individual yeah, who can just like set off and go racing. We're a collective. Yeah. Right. And we have to go at a pace where we can all understand and mm-hmm. go together and I think life is naturally teaching us that through all of the different things that have come up for us. Like you are not, yes, yes, you are an individual. You yes, have your personal practice. You have your personal lessons and you have a life. And yet all of it is connected. And we've been living in this way where we've been pursuing the individual. Right. And... We've had a rude awakening over the last few years of it's not just about us as individuals. Everybody has life experiences and we're going to become like we are going to have that in our faces. Like Mm -hmm. we are no longer going to be able to look away, turn away, brush it off. You know, any of that. We it's it's now a part of the collective understanding and it has to be integrated and we're going to be integrating it together those of us that try to rush ahead will just trip and fall behind again because that's not how we are meant to begin growing. Yeah, it's definitely a tough lesson. I'm hearing this song come to me. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but it's Helplessness Blues by the Fleet Foxes. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the lyrics start out with this. I was raised up believing I was somehow unique, like a snowflake distinct among flown snowflakes, unique in each way you can see. And now after some thinking, I'd say I'd rather be a functioning cog in some great machinery serving something beyond me. Mm. And it just just gives me goosebumps and chills. And it just reminds me of the way that we're encouraged to live in, especially America, a capitalistic society. We're all about our independence. But then it's like, wait, no, I want to be 
serving something way beyond me, way beyond just my lineage. Like I want all generations to be able yeah. to flourish and, and yeah. yeah. Building a world that can make space and include all parts of life and all experiences in all forms. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, shall we get into summer? Oh, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to start sharing? And- um, I might as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so going into summer, I discovered that it was a summer of shadow work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever had a summer where I have referred to it that way before. But there was still this heavy presence of medicine that I had to work through in my own personal life. Um, I just want to mention that when we say medicine, in case people don't know, we're talking about like soul medicine, not yeah. not Western medicine, pharmaceuticals, but just like the medicine of what's yeah. alive. What are we learning? For I wasn't taking anything. There were no pills involved. This <laughs> right. was yeah, just just this stating. was energetic, yeah. spiritual medicine. Hey everyone, it's Diana. I am interrupting this episode to share with you our new online community on Patreon, the Salt and Shadows Coven. With three tiers to choose from, some of the perks of joining include peeks behind the scenes into our personal practice, our moon circle altar creations, and also being included on our close friends list on social media. We will be teaching classes, including Creature Calibration Circle with Courtney and Safe Passage Through the Zodiac with me. And we will work together through our Wheel of the Year celebrations and a book club. We have a link in the show notes for all the information, or you can go to patreon.com slash saltshadowscoven. We can't wait to see you there. Now back to the episode. Some uh, very deconstructive things were happening within my personal relationship um and it left me in a place of of feeling very ungrounded and um honestly really brought up a lot of trauma for me i have um abandonment in my past i have homelessness in my past there's just a lot of disconnection for me and um my relationship is a very grounding place for me and um even though i know that i'm an individual who has their own abilities and strengths to be able to lean on and that my life and purpose and worth is not caught up in my relationship a lot of my trauma is linked to losing relationships and so it was, it was not expected. It was very um, off-putting for me. And it really destabilized me on top of the time that I had taken apart from my stabilizing gifts and tools that I would use. Because as I shared earlier, I kind of took a step back from a lot of that because I was feeling resistance. Mm-hmm. But then when this came up, I was completely destabilized mm-hmm. and it brought up a lot of trauma that I had to relive, reintegrate and um, remind 
myself yeah and remember that I am not that wounded person any right. longer and it brought me into a place where I was really able to begin working with how to respond out of my healing instead of my wounding mm-hmm. um, but it was incredibly intense and difficult I went through health problems because mm-hmm. of it yeah. illness and then on top of that I um, was informed that my grandmother was ill very ill um, and so I was trying to hold all of those things and not fall apart yeah. and still be there for my children and um, deal with the difficulty of, of going through this process of having an ill family member but also not being connected to that family member because of our religious beliefs. There was just a lot of alchemizing that I went through this year and learning about myself. And um, even though it was super difficult during that season, it also brought me to a place of deeply understanding how far I've come and what I have actually built and who I actually am now, as opposed to the person at times I reflect on and believe I still am. Right. Because I carried that part of myself for so long. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a really confirming thing to witness as I was processing, but also deeply, <laughs> deeply painful at times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was quite a season for me. Yeah, thank you for sharing it's so fascinating the like I love how you're saying like getting to choose am I going to respond out of my healing or my wounding and it's like this path which I call the self-care creature path we together call shadow work or just a conscious way of living working with the tarot in this way too but it's coming to a place where we develop more awareness within ourselves and our lives and so that when these patterns and cycles come back around they're coming with all the old stories, all the old things that they used to know, all that old familiarity. Mm -hmm. And it's really amazing to witness you to be like, I see why these are arising and I honor it and, and it makes sense to me. And I get to choose different. I know that I can. And like, it's such a fine, delicate dance and balance of holding all those pieces. And like you say, it's a fucking shakeup. It's deeply painful. It, it ruined your, nervous system it caused illness like life it is was still happening it was incredibly visceral yeah it was so visceral yeah. because i mean if my relationship was to be finished i don't necessarily have a place to just be mm-hmm. i can't just lean on family because they're not available to me um and I'm not in a place to financially just go out and be like, oh, I'm fine. I can just go into the next step and take care of things on my own. I'm not really there. My brain held on to those things, and it became a very visceral response in my body of you are going to be abandoned again. You are going to be homeless again, Mm -hmm. only this time with children. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I couldn't eat. I could... I lost weight like I 
all kinds of things were going through my body as a response to this possibility of what would happen, mm-hmm. not the reality of what was happening, yeah. but just having to work through even the response to this possibility mm-hmm. and to convince myself to continue showing up for a different reality than I thought was going to be happening and um, to still be caring for my body during that time while it was feeling things that were coming up from different experiences that were very real for me, but they weren't this experience. Mm. And um, man, that's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tools tools to develop in there to be able to of course fact check and know like what is the reality what are the stories and that's yeah. why it's so important too to be able to work with a professional to be able to have absolutely that, have that guidance to lean into yeah the summer for me was interesting i pretty much flew out to the east coast uh I, like june, june 4th um Um, If you don't remember or don't know, I work in Ithaca, New York, just outside of Ithaca, New York, every summer I have for the last six years. And I work at a retreat center out there, typically just doing regular retreat work. I'm a staff member. I help light the saunas, work in the kitchen, clean the studio, whatever needs to happen. Um, So I went out there. I did my second Sashin, which is a seven-day silent meditation retreat of the Zen tradition. And that was really interesting because I had been feeling so good all year, especially reclaiming and adjusting my relationship with cannabis. And then especially at the pinnacle of my birthday, I really, like it was interesting energetically, but felt a distinct shift in my relationship with alcohol. And it truly has been different since then, which is beautiful. But I thought that I was just doing so good (laughs) when I went into meditation. And then all of a sudden, three days 30 hours in you know because you're meditating for like 10 hours a day I'm just like holy shit my mind is so wound up I'm really wound up and it was interesting because um I guess I'll just share this one piece um I my mind was just like totally just like (laughs) and I took a bathroom break and I had, there are some other friends of mine living on the property, but not partaking in Sashin. And I saw them in the staff room and I just was like, Wah, I just got to say this, all this shit real quick and just like said it out loud and like went to the bathroom and like my, the rest of my Sashin was different. And I just, I really loved that tiny little point because there is a time and a place for silence and there's definitely a time and a place to just need to like verbally process things too and get them out. Um, I feel like the summer for me was an interesting, tiny, little, amazing breath of fresh air that I needed in the midst of everything else going on in life. Um, it's my safe spot. It's my like little getaway place. My friends that were there from last summer were there. So we all just dropped in together. We're living in community, you know, you're with these people 24 7 you see all the good all the bad it's such a deep self-care journey because you can't hide from your shit and you're living in a place that expects you to be able to communicate and advocate for yourself and it's been a place of deep growth for me over these years and I also feel like it was a time 
it's it's a time that I've been the most present. Mm, I wouldn't say the most because I had a situation last year that allowed me to be very present with heartbreak, but I, this also felt like another moment of just being really cognizant. And I was reading these essays from poet David White about heartbreak and how it's like the letting being asked to let go when you feel like you cannot and it was really bittersweet because i did not want to leave <laughs> i didn't want to leave i was only there for about six weeks this year i'm usually there between eight months eight weeks and at eight to twelve weeks um which of course is a privilege in and of itself but i didn't want to <laughs> depart yet i knew that it was all in perfect timing and that i had to and i felt just this really deep beauty and gratitude for being there and having that experience and also knowing that i was coming home to a really beautiful life also like getting to be with like friends and family over here as well and um within all of that a lot of things that were reignited in the summer I did start smoking again and I started smoking every day and so those overindulgent tendencies came back and it was interesting to have the awareness just to watch and what started out as very conscious and and the whole I wouldn't say just started out the whole thing was extremely conscious but to just hold myself in this seeing it come back and choosing that again and again and again and then coming home and we'll get into what the fall season has been like but it's been really fucking hard and having brought that um i mean cannabis has been a great uh i don't want to say a tool and i'm d definitely not a crutch but a companion maybe like cannabis has great, been a great companion for me in being able to rest within a lot of chaos and it's arguably helped me be able to navigate my life in a lot of chaos and so I really leaned in to continue being with cannabis when I came home for a couple months and it's been it's been interesting to just watch the way that I've navigated um and in like argue arguably I'm saying arguably a lot but one of the most stressful times of my life this fall so far and yeah there's so there's a lot of different dynamics in that space so much beauty so much love so much acceptance and and just being in that space and also watching like these overindulgent tendencies just come back up and then watch the way that they do serve me in my life and making a conscious decision to say and we're done here <laughs> yeah 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 i i really respect that a lot thanks yeah it's a challenging journey of course like i but i talk about it on and off other places but yeah it's a it's just the on and off journey yeah <laughs> well moving into the fall moving into fall which is what we're doing now yes we're in the fall and technically fall is september october november and when this episode drops, we're recording it in yeah. October, so barely in advance, but... It's been an interesting fall, to say the least. To say I mean, the even least. in our corner of the world, the weather has been so different, whereas oh, usually yeah. we're drowning in, in our rainy season. By now, we 
have been dealing with fires and drought and literally just within the last day started having our rain return and right. having some relief. Um, and that's been interesting to navigate as well. Just yeah. even just the environment that we are so familiar with and basically have grown up in is drastically changing very quickly yeah. around us. Yeah, big time. And it, it just kind of, it, it kind of feels like a reflection of the collective and mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. around us as well. So that's kind of been an experience that I've been observing. Um, for me, um, I've personally been recovering from a lot of the stuff that came up during the summer. Yeah. Um, also dealing with illness and um, how to care for my body better mm-hmm. and um, support myself for when these things come. Um, things that like during summer happened and Mm -hmm. um also i did have my grandmother pass away Mm -hmm. after she had grown ill um and this is the first prominent death within my family apart from my father passing away um but that was in 1994 (laughs) so some time has definitely spanned since then and um it has it's been eye-opening to watch myself process that as well in a lot of ways I already felt that I um kind of had already paid respects towards a type of death within that relationship because we could no longer communicate and be connected because Um, you were excommunicated from the church yeah because of no longer being in the same church and um what they feel is appropriate with that so in a lot of ways i felt that that had already been something i've been processing Mm -hmm. um but it's also interesting to just notice the reality of um the missing presence of that person and how it's shifted um, my heart, shifted my spirit, and um, shifted my awareness of my own healing as well. A lot of this year has been becoming aware of the person I am now Mm -hmm. um, compared to maybe the person I believe I am at times. Mm -hmm. And though these experiences have been very hard difficult dark at times um they've also been shedding light on parts of myself that hadn't really had a chance to be recognized so i love the way you said that yeah there's only certain experiences in life where you get a chance to see parts of yourself because Most of the time, Mm. that's not asked to come up and be present. But honestly, through a lot of the transformations that I've been through this year, it's given me the ability to recognize who I am now and um, showing up in the reality of who that is. And um, I feel that that in and of itself 
is a beautiful reflection of the work that I have done and who I have been striving to become Mm. through all of those lessons as well. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that is a natural kind of process and fall, but also, man, (laughs) it doesn't make it any easier. Mm -mm. No. And then adding the specific family events and things that have come up, it's like, whew. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What about you? How did that show up for you? Yeah, I'm even roping August into my fall. <laughs> I also part of my summer, I will say, was is celebrating so much love. I mm-hmm. went to three weddings in like three or four weeks. Yeah, that was an um, intense time for you. A lot one of bouncing. On the, one on the East Coast, one up here in the Pacific uh, where we live, like an hour mm-hmm. north of Seattle, and then one down near Portland, which right. I was a maid of honor for. So, yeah, it was a lot. There was a lot going on. And then the biggest shakeup for me is that my my mother has been in and out of the hospital. Mm. And, yeah, there are a lot of deep layers of complications there. And whether you know any of the details or not, it was just really shook me the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Especially because it started with her falling down the stairs and when my grandfather fell down the stairs in 2016 it was the beginning of the end for him so when I first received the text message that she had fallen down the stairs and was in the hospital I was in the drive-through at Woods Coffee and I just like burst into tears and I (laughs) just told the girl like I remember handing back my credit card and being like I just got a really uh alarming text message (laughs) and then I went and saw my grandma right after that and I just bawled in my grandma's arms which is something that I haven't done in so long because I haven't felt it hasn't you know when someone gets older you don't I don't I have my I don't want to worry her and um sure just all these all these different layers um and so that was just really beautiful in and of itself to be witnessed in that way I've had some pretty big realizations with that over the last two months. It's really been the big energy in my life. And I have had the beautiful recognition that the wound between my mother and I feels good. Um, I don't, I, it's in a healed space. Like that wound will always be a wound. There's always work to do there, you know? But I recognize that, um, my distraught isn't with her, but it's with the medical system. And that was a really huge realization. And it also helped me realize like, whoa, this is why I'm so passionate about certain things. This is why I reacted and had certain, um, had to take certain paths with like the COVID precautions, like all of it was because I am not comfortable with our Western medical healthcare system and the way that it has continuously failed my family specifically. Totally. Um, let alone, obviously, the larger, because <laughs> it's triggering being Absolutely. like, it's an institution that's supposed to help people and like the way that everybody falls through the cracks and like, don't even get me started on BIPOC individuals, of course. And so in recognizing this, it broke me the fuck down and also uh, helped me realize that I get to choose differently, that I am a different person, that I know how to support myself exactly in the same ways you're describing 
from summer, from your summer experience. And I have just realized like, damn, I, okay, I know what I need to do. And I've been able to have, have a lot of, have and show up in, have, I'm not completing my sentences, have hard conversations with those professionals and show up in a different way, being calm, kind, confident, and stern. Those are like all the words that I am carrying with me. And allowing it to be extremely infuriating because it is it's like it it just is and and also to just calmly and kindly and confidently reflect that to the people that are have a short fuse with me and are impatient too you know and and also help them be seen I know you are completely overburdened right now yeah I know that you have 90 patients and two of your coworkers just put in their notice thank you for calling me thank you directly and taking this time to make sure this paperwork get done gets right. done you know like and also isn't that part of the problem wouldn't you like to feel better wouldn't you like to feel less burdened don't right. you think don't you think your you know industry should be right making these things better and improving upon them instead of just putting them in your lap Right. Right. Exactly. And it's it's just beautiful knowing being at a place, because I just had so much energy in my 20s thinking that I would find the right way and convince everybody else of it, and that's how we would change the world, right? And that's just so not how it is. It's learning how to show up amidst the differences and knowing that you can make a tiny little difference without having yeah. to reconstruct the entire goddamn system, especially when it's that type of an institution. Totally. And I think that's really what it comes down to is like tiny little shifts over a long period of time. Like most people, when they look at that type of, of work, they go, oh, it's way too much. We can't just change things overnight. No, we can't. No. But we can take each day and change tiny little things at a time until it starts catching up and it starts actually improving. Yes, and I believe that that's the micro and the macro to the work that we Mm. do. It's that individual. I had to learn how to be that strong, confident, stable individual within myself and have those tools before that I can show up in, in the outside world in any way. And when I'm able to do that, that's where the bridges and the gaps start to get patched in because people are like, oh... This like this this person is showing up differently than I experience on a regular basis. Yeah, and slowly but surely we become those cogs in the machine that help it run differently. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of talking to you before we started recording that I feel like there's this new energy about right now. And I'm calling it like the head down energy. I literally reached out to a handful of my friends and or had them tell me, hey, I'm just I'm taking a step back. I'm putting my head down, especially in work. Work life just feels all consuming at this time and not necessarily in a negative way. And it's not just work either. It's just people wanting to turn back to their roots and to deepen and to just be in the present and the now of where they are yeah and do are do you feel like you're experiencing that or yeah absolutely witnessing it there's a newfound um i feel a newfound appreciation for integrity within our presence really Mm -hmm. wanting to show up present and available where we are choosing to show up we're not just 
bouncing around like we were before and and doing a little bit here doing a little bit there and then coming home and feeling completely empty as if we gave but we can't really recall what it is we gave and we definitely know nothing was received Mm. out of it and I think we are moving out of that place where we just give and give and give but we don't get back yeah we're we're asking more we are expecting more expecting more um and we're showing up in ways where we can actually give of ourselves in an authentic way yeah um and understanding that now is all we have yeah the present is all we have and if we are not present then we're not really in this experience and so yeah i really feel that need to eliminate distraction and push forward with what it is we really feel is in integrity for us and in alignment yeah is that kind of what you mean by that yeah i yeah i definitely what i hear you speaking to and that is coming up for me that really resonates is exactly that putting time and energy for what is filling you up rather than like putting so much out that you feel depleted and need to be recharged i see us personally and the collective moving into this space where we want to be recharged by what we are putting out for Mm -hmm. and that's cool like i definitely feel that in our new moon ceremonies and just in other connections and communities that i'm involved in i'm like really excited to be there and to and to give to that space because it it's reciprocated reciprocal relationships that's really that's really the time that we're coming into yeah and it's not it's not a attitude of we don't want to work or we don't know how to work hard or you know anything like that it is a reclaiming of the hard work that we do into that place like you said is a receptacle of receiving and giving there yeah. is that give and take flow mm-hmm. and we're not okay with just giving and giving and mm-hmm. coming up empty any longer yeah 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 and that's of course a journey in and of itself learning right. that space yeah we're all there we're all walking it right now yeah thanks for that reminder So let's leave the people with something to remember, to something to remember. I was thinking something about the seasons or the cycles. Is there something that comes up when you have those in mind for our... Something for the people. The the listeners. (laughs) Um, I know as we release this episode in November, we're really getting into a place where we're dealing with at least in our part of the world we are dealing with seasons naturally bringing us into a darker space a slower space and I feel an energetic nudge to form our ability for stillness Mm. to not continually be signing ourselves up for busyness for distraction for the next thing Mm. but honoring the season of stillness this is literally the season that goes into a death cycle for us in our part of the world where nature 
literally begins going within itself for preservation. Mm-hmm. And as a reflection of that place, we are asked to make time for, to do the same, to go within ourselves for preservation, to preserve that spark that we have to kind of keep lit and give it some kindling and give mm-hmm. it a little bit but not in a way that it's just going to be this explosive burning fire because that's not where we're at right now. We need to be able to find a place that's able to be maintained yeah, without tiring ourselves out because this is a time of slowing down. Yeah, that's a great reminder. Yeah. What about you? I, well, I'm just taking some deep breaths. I'll invite everyone else to do the same with me. If you like, put a hand over your heart if that feels comfortable (sighs) in remembering the seasons and the cycles of life I would like to offer you a reminder to give yourself space to be in it all especially we're talking about this integration time and we always want to be on to the next thing and like can you just be in it right now and what does that mean to you maybe journal about that but just know that these are the cycles and seasons of life and another reminder that I feel coming up a lot right now is remembering that this is not a linear path and it's normal to orbit away from yourself or from your practices especially during this season um well any season honestly you could really make the argument for any season um so just notice how that resonates with you and just remember to keep coming back that's all that matters is to just keep coming back it's okay and normal to drift away i was literally just reminding a client of this and it's the coming back again and again and again no matter the distance and the t- of time and space between that's all that matters and every little bit counts yeah so thank you for joining us in this catch-up episode. This has been really lovely. We're excited. Yeah. Um, we have so many uh, fun, new, community-driven and inspired things on the horizon. So keep your eyes peeled. Next month in December, we're planning to drop kind of like a winter solstice episode talking more about specifically the winter season. Ooh, excuse me. <laughs> um, and then we're planning to put together a little question air for you if you are not a questionnaire for you a form for you to ask questions for us um and you can find that in the show notes below yeah we're excited to have this space back to be able to connect with you and share our stories yeah so we will see you next episode please feel free to rate like subscribe all of those good things sign up for our full moon newsletter consider joining a new moon ceremony Consider leaving a review of this podcast because it helps people find us. And we love when people are able to find us and join us. Yes. And on Spotify, you can literally just click, there's a rate button and you can click five stars or whatever resonates with you. And that that one I've found is really simple because for a long time, I didn't know how to leave reviews on podcasts. Well, and it doesn't have to be difficult. We're going to make it. We're going to make it easy for you. We want to make it so easy. Yeah. So, yeah, think of your winter solstice questions. Uh, find this form that we have and drop your questions. Let us know what you want from us because we are here for you. And we are wishing you well in this holiday season. 